0: Hello, I should have welcome done that in back
1: a, in a British accent, a really proper, ladylike British accent. Um, I was trying to
0: uh, come up with some response in the yes. Julie Andrews voice, but really I couldn't.
1: <laughs> uh, you couldn't figure out what to say, or you couldn't nail the Julie Andrews.
0: Well, I, uh, I mean, yeah. when has not been able to do an accent <laughs> stop me from trying? Yeah, but yeah, I couldn't really think of like yeah. anything super catchy like
1: like oh I don't... rumor has it that shelby hasn't done anything <laughs> productive in over a month yeah those are facts
0: well luckily you were married before you came with child so
1: <laughs> yes yes we I didn't have to scandal. send you off to
0: a foreign country yes.
1: um okay. i we talked about this briefly last week because i binged watched this over um the course of a few late nights uh earlier in the month, but you decided to jump on board the Bridgerton train and see what the hubbub is about, you know? You heard the word orgy and you're like, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean basically you hear <laughs> the word orgy and I come running.
1: You're like, wait, what? What's
0: happening? What what episode? What yeah. um what what show was this? Asking for a yeah. friend? <laughs> um my podcast co host is very interested in these.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, actually, the movie you saw in 2020 that you liked had an orgy, wasn't it? The dance one, the the like weird horror dance studio. Oh, dance climax. climax! Yes, yeah, that was climax, an orgy, wasn't it? i um, sort of. Oh, and then it... and then Clint Eastwood has an orgy in one of the movies you <laughs> like. This is a pattern. I'm starting Um, to put it together. Orgy. Orgy is a
0: generous term, (laughs) I think, for both of the things going on in those movies. In The Mule, Clint Eastwood does have, I think, two women in bed with him at the same time. But it's sort of unclear on exactly what's happening because he's Mm -hmm. 9,000 years old. (laughs) And then in Climax it's this dance troupe that all drinks this sangria that's been spiked with LSD. So there is like a lot going on, but it's more of sort of like a murder horror dance mm, thing okay, and okay. less. Not
1: a sex, structured. Yeah. Okay.
0: Although there is some of that going on, but yeah, there's a lot, a <laughs> lot else But yes, <laughs> basically all three the same. Bridgerton is the perfect mix of climax and the Mule. If you yeah. love those two movies, really
1: good. Call. We have a show
0: for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, this is one that was announced like a few months ago. It's the uh, Shonda Rhimes first. She has a deal with Netflix, and this is her yes. first um, production for it. And the trailer came out like a, f- a few months ago, and everyone's like, "OMG, it's Gossip Girl in the Regency era," and it sort of is set up as this it's very proper English society in the 19th century, end of the 19th century during the Regency era. Think Jane Austen time. And it's all about these high society folks trying to find, um, love during the, the marriage season. And it's Mm -hmm. narrated by, um, Oh no, I forgot which one they all have such weird names. It's, um,
0: Oh, uh, oh, the actor? Uh, the, the, the um character. Lady Whistledown. Lady
1: Whistledown uh, has a society paper where she spreads all the nasty gossip and it's voiced by Julie Andrews, which is a delight to, to have her there. Um, but the thing that was that was hyped up was like, this show has sex. It was like, this is a sexy show. This isn't your straight lace, like Jane Austen staring across the hall. Like this is sex. There's sex, 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 sex. And I don't know if I'm just desensitized, but I, I was like, oh, this isn't that, this isn't that bad. It's not that explicit. Like, am I crazy?
0: I... I guess I will just come out and get this over with right now. I absolutely hated this show on so many different levels. Like literally every single way that you could hate this show, I hated it. And I have very detailed notes on how like every single plot line was bad. Every like uh, choice was bad. But yes, the sex was surprised
1: though. Like, did you go into this thinking you would like it or you would? I sort of did. I mean,
0: I, so how I sort of went into this was yeah. based on my previous interactions with Shonda Rhimes mm-hmm, shows, mm-hmm. namely Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, oh, which right, were yeah. two shows that I think like started off strong, but yeah. then really flew the coop rather quickly yes. in sort of a um, Ryan Murphy type way. And they both have Netflix <laughs> deals. So I was kind of expecting yeah. something similar where the this first season was going to be all-out craziness, just so fun to watch, and then it was going to be a disaster because you you couldn't keep up the steam. <laughs>
1: interesting.
0: Um, that was not the case. I thought this was rather dull. Um, wow, interesting. But, but, like, I love Downton Abbey. I like the Tudors. I like Emma. You know, it's like, it feels like there's the gossip girl, like, there, yeah. there feel like there are a lot of pieces here of things that I would like. Right. So I was sort of excited coming into it, but... Yeah, just like nothing worked for me really in any way. And I think, yeah, with the sexy stuff, like people are saying, oh, my gosh, sex, 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 sex. Yeah, I watched Normal People not six months ago. So it's like <laughs> I know what a sexy show got, looks got like. And I was like, this is not even close. <laughs> like we saw maybe we saw like what, two butts and a boob. That was about it. <laughs>
1: But you saw them often, you know, that's the difference like it's yes, it was it was mostly monogamous sex we witnessed, but there was quite a bit of it, I think was the (laughs) argument.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess there was. It got it got a little it got a little repetitive. All so set I to
1: like Ariana Grande or Taylor yes. Swift mm-hmm. <laughs> instrumental on tracks. strings. Yeah,
0: honestly, that was my favorite part of the show. Yeah, was no, the was, was hearing the pop covers in <laughs> string music and then having to try to like figure out what You're the like, song is. is it's familiar. like I know this song. Yeah. What is it? And then I'm like, yeah. <laughs> li- like uh, mumbling to myself, like, Oh, it's Thank You Next. Like, yes, got it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So the whole like premise of this that sort of gives it its Shonda flavor and changes it from your usual Jane Austen, uh, you know, remix is um, she set it in sort of a colorblind world. So there are people of color who are heightened nobility, and at first you kind of just think it's colorblind casting, but then there is a very, 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 very brief conversation between two. Between the Duke of Hastings and his sort of uh, aunt, his mother figure, um, where she says the reason that they have been elevated in society is because their king, George III, falls in love with a black woman, marries her and then allows these black people to um, gain titles and sort of become nobility, thus changing the face of England forever. Which I kind of wish they hadn't addressed that because then it kind of really drew attention to the um, kind of pitfalls of the show for me. Which was less about like, oh, is this entertaining? Oh, is this like fun to watch? Because for me, I was entertained. It was fun enough. But when you try to like make something do something serious you have to like really follow through or else it just feels kind of lazy which i feel like this stumbled in its bigger broader themes it was trying to carry because at the heart of it this really is just a sexy sort of like you know enemies turned lovers like set in a very um coquettish world (laughs) it was it
0: it felt to me very much a slog to get through (laughs) i i i felt like it was very predictable because here's the thing For all of the talk of like, oh, it's gossipy, it's plotty, there's all of this stuff. Really, there's not that much plot to it aside from what would be in like a typical Jane Austen novel, you know, there's two people who are sort of like, like they're, they're both looking for a husband or they're looking for spouses. Um, They sort of don't like each other at first. They fall in love with each other. There's some sort of like, will they won't they tension? And then they get married at the end. But instead of having that in a two hour movie, it's spread out over an (laughs) over eight hour long show. So you're getting like, it's just very prolonged, but Yes, one of my big issues with it was sort of this this weird throwaway scene that addresses race because it's like if that is actually part of society and and the and the black cast members were just or you know the black um, characters were discriminated against for hundreds of years Mm -hmm, and then just because this queen is now in charge that's like oh now everyone's happy it's like well i live in america i've seen what happens when you you know get rid of slavery it does not fix things right right away so that i felt like was a huge glaring issue and i was like either address it or don't address it but like you it's it's half baked and there was so many half baked things in this Mm -hmm. something similar i thought was one of the brothers um okay let me see if i can figure out his name they're named in alphabetical order which is (laughs) a mercy to (laughs) us so the second brother, Benedict, has these scenes like early on in the show <laughs> where he's talking with his sister and he's sort of like I'm different, like people yeah. don't understand me, yeah. like I'm in this world and I I like I want to break out of it whatever. He then sort of is like kind of an artist mm-hmm. and you get the sense that like okay Maybe he's gay. He's hanging out with this guy, who then you find out is gay. You're like, okay, that's where this is going. It's this plot line that's like, oh, in in Jane Austen times, like you were only allowed to be straight, and so you weren't. It wasn't inclusive in that way. And we're gonna address this on the show. But then the guy <laughs> it, it was like uh, banging this like seamstress lady, and you're like, oh, we'll never, yeah. never mind that <laughs> plot line, like. I don't know. It just, it felt like, and I saw an article about this, that in the trailer, it felt like it, they very artfully positioned all of these clips to make it sort of look like it was going to Mm -hmm. be very groundbreaking in that way. And then really it didn't address like race or gender or sexuality really like at all Mm -hmm. in the show in sort of a strange situation. Ryan Murphy did something similar in the show Hollywood and that was also terrible but at least he went like all in on addressing (laughs) those issues so I don't know that was that was was... problems number like one through three on my (laughs) list but we'll get to more
1: well I mean these are based on a series of romance novels that it's an eight book series and each book follows one of the Bridgerton children and so this one is basically about the first daughter Oh my gosh, who what's her name? Daphne. Daphne. Daphne, who has come of age and is and is entering her first season to find a to find a partner, a mate. A, a, a good a husband. old husband to to fulfill her life and her role as a woman in this world and that's sort of like the, the center characters, this Bridgerton family yes. Daphne especially who at first is like very well received she's considered the diamond of the season but through a few series of missteps she loses her shine and ends up deciding to partner with this Duke of Hastings the rake the bad boy who doesn't want to get married and so they decide the best thing to do will be to pretend they're in love with each other so that she becomes an attractive um, person again and other people want her and the moms lay off chasing him down because he's clearly already taken (laughs) what Mm a what a story
0: oh Um, yeah classic (laughs) tale is all this time (laughs)
1: yeah so it's all very like silly vapid like shallow obviously and there are opportunities to kind of explore this world of of um you know, kind of judgment limitation. Like there are conversations Daphne has where she realizes she knows absolutely nothing about real life because all she's been trained to do is look pretty and get a husband, which I think is an interesting conversation to have, especially like there's room to make it interesting and fun and sexy. And like there's weird like throwaways where they dance on that, where they're like, oh, have you ever heard of masturbation? And like there's things where they try to show that she's learning and growing. But it's all wrapped up in this relationship with the Duke of Hastings, who happens to be a black man. And that's like what starts to feel sort of uncomfortable through the eight hours. Isn't necessarily that the show is shallow. Isn't necessarily that Daphne's kind of a dimwit. It's more that you realize like that even though this show is trying to be like woke with this colorblind casting, it still has the unfortunate energy of black people are constantly either the duplicitous, um, characters in the story, the ones struggling to make it work. And they're constantly like victimizing these white people. And that's especially seen in the Daphne and Duke of Hastings story where he doesn't, he neglects to tell her that he doesn't want children and instead frames it as he can't give her children. And she naively thinks that means he's like, um, he he physically can't have children and there's a lot of funny well, moments.
0: Yeah. So this is a whole <laughs> yeah. this is a whole plot line again that I found irksome oh, and, and 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 strange and just like uncomfortable in a lot of situations. Yeah. So in a move that i would have never seen coming there's a lot of time spent in this season about how all of these young women have no idea what sex is (laughs) where babies come from like anything like like literally know nothing to the point where daphne (laughs) on her wedding night like still doesn't even know how sex works she's like in bed with the duke and is still like Confused as to (laughs) like What goes where and how does this happen Which I mean maybe that's Realistic like maybe that was A situation at the time But at the same time It makes it very uncomfortable I felt To watch this show where You almost feel like you're watching a Like a grown 30 something Year old man like have sex with a child yeah, she's no. very young looking she's ve- she's like sort of like weepy and fragile <laughs> and childish looking throughout the entire thing so when they started having like rampant sex in the back half of the season yeah. i was still uncomfortable with it and it was still <laughs> strange and then there's this whole thing where the duke is trying to pull one over on her by like just, not just
1: pull out game strong you yes, know? Like, yes. yeah yeah it's pretty impressive yeah it's like
0: I don't know. It's very... It was... Like, if the reason why you were watching... And here's the thing... I would say 60% of this show is base is their relationship. Like there's other, there's, there's a huge cast. There's a lot of plot line, but so much of the air is taken up by these two. There's a whole episode where it's just the two of them, like trying to convince the queen to let them get married quicker. Like the plot lines are stupid (laughs) and not important and just so time consuming, but you're spending so much time with them. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, I I didn't care about either of them. Neither of them were interesting. And it was creepy that they were in a relationship together. <laughs> so I was it like, is, next, I mean, whenever they got creepy, on screen. Because
1: it's like, honestly, when did these women go into society? Like, what? They were 16, 17? Like, they yeah, are probably. very young. And I definitely believe that they knew nothing about sex. Because, I mean, I grew up in a pretty conservative area and religion. And I was in college and women were like, not understanding sex like crazy stories about like oh belly buttons and weird stuff that you're like how do you not know this child and it's because when you're in a when you're in a tightened society like that it's it's very possible to just live your life so naively and I liked that they had this conversation with her mother where she tried to give her daughter the sex talk like after her wet marriage right before she's about to be swept away to her new home like in the country And I thought that was like another avenue to have a really interesting discourse while still fun and sexy and whatever. But instead, it really is kind of just like talked over. And then the betrayal she feels when she realizes, like, wait, he's supposed to like (laughs) complete inside me, right? Like, this is him withholding what I've always wanted, which is a child, which is what she's always needed. And that's where the show took a turn for me, is because there is this very rapey moment where she realizes, like, he has been pulling out and she doesn't oh, yeah. like that and so uh. she forces him to uh come inside her and <laughs> it is a very weird because instantly i was like whoa like he says wait he says no yeah and it she felt just, gross yeah she does it and it's never ever ever addressed as like he should feel bad about it like he sh- or she should feel bad about it it's always pinned as like well you, well, you brought this on dude because you lied to yeah. her yeah it's well, and weird.
0: also because it's it's said often in the early episodes that the Duke has, like, been sleeping with all kinds of people. Yeah. So, like, obviously he knows a lot more about this. So you're sort right. of, I think they want you to feel like, oh, well, it's fine what she's doing to him because he has more experience and he's lying. But it's yeah. like, eh, no, that no, doesn't no. like. Mm. <laughs> I wanted this show to be, like, like I feel like Downton Abbey. <laughs> yes, it's, like, set a hundred years later or whatever it is. But that is doing the things that I think this show wants to do so much better where you have these multiple unmarried daughters and it's like how are you going to get them married to there's a lot of intrigue there's you know sexual (laughs) situations but it's doing it in like a more fun kind of adult way that that doesn't feel as creepy
1: I did not find Downton Abbey ever to be a fun show or entertain like like it was entertaining because it was like oh look at how prim and proper, and but like in dolls. the fr-
0: in the first couple episodes where Lady Mary is sleeping with that yeah, go- that yeah. visitor like, and that then he dies future. in the bed and they're having yeah. to like drag his body <laughs> through the ha- like that's more or even like or something maybe this is closer like the Tudors like that mm-hmm. was very yeah you know sexy but it's like everyone knew what was going on in right. that show.
1: No, there's something very strangely Disney about this series, but then it's like, "Whoa, sex. Like there's but like, like oh, a boo. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> also, also, this really burned my britches when they tried to recreate the atonement sex scene with Daphne and the Duke, like on the ladder in the library. I was like, You are not even close to atonement. Like, go home. No one wants to see think
1: this. That was I don't think that was what? intentional in any An way. An iconic the iconic that was library ladder sex a, scene. It's not a library ladder. It's she's just pushed against books, the library book wall. Whatever there's not know, it, and he's not like going down on her it's like whatever ugh, whatever <laughs> i was like
0: i was like don't bring don't bring this in here get out yeah. of the library go back out no. to <laughs> the to the middle of the lawn oh my yeah, gosh but, Embar- okay on to the next thing that i that we hated on the show wait, um
1: wait. okay 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 yeah go go on i'll i'll find a way to i mean
0: i have a whole we'll it. get yeah. to all of the topics yeah. eventually because i hate them all um i mean who would you like to talk about next
1: well, I also similarly I had major issues with Marina, who is a character. Oh, dropped did I also?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, she's in. So you have the Bridgertons, who are a very proper high society. Everyone loves them. They're they're complete and uh, utter success. And then across the street, you have the Featheringtons, who are a little bit more tasteless, um, harder. You know, kind of more hapless, and not everyone likes them. But she thinks. She's part of high society and she wants her three daughters to get married. Turns out her husband has a gambling problem. They're losing all their money. But they also have this long lost cousin or half cousin relation coming in for the summer. And it's this beautiful, gorgeous black woman named Marina. And she carries her own secrets. Dun, dun, dun.
0: Yeah. The secret is that she got knocked up by a... like naval officer officer, or something yeah Yeah. and so she's pregnant but she's supposed to be here in london looking for a husband madam featherington quickly (laughs) realizes this and is like we got to get you married off asap because otherwise you're going to be damaged goods and the whole family is going to look bad yeah which like uh, i don't it's just like such a sad like depressing (laughs) storyline which is definitely not fun but also (laughs) it's it's just, it's a plot line that feels like out of left field. Like we're following oh, really? this, we're following this family, the Bridgertons, supposedly. Like you'd think that this would be a show that mainly focuses on them. And instead we have this like neighbor's cousin who, we're, who is basically like, the I would say the second lead, like the second storyline of the season is mm. this Marina, oh, I can't even remember what her last name is, mm. plot line. Yeah. And. And then she's trying to, like, trick one of the Bridgertons into marrying her. Also, there's this whole plot line with the Featheringtons involving, like, gambling and this boxing ring and the dad. And somehow, because the dad owns somebody money, that's why Marina is there. Mm -hmm. And then they don't have, like, the dad, like, gambled away the the family's, like, dowry money. That The whole plot line is just sort of in convoluted sort of confusing <laughs> See, and not fun I it's depressing like it's
1: very much very much of the regency style like novels romances like this is a very i felt like it was a totally natural I mean, storyline to have
0: it's, maybe it is like a natural storyline yeah. <laughs> to have there but it's definitely not like a you fun, were fun story yeah. to have I mean well, that's the
1: thing is they definitely could have handled it a little differently and again what was most sort of uncomfy for me is that yes they have this black woman like great there's a black woman in a lead but She's not someone you root for. She's not someone you necessarily like. And she's given no character growth through this entire season. Oh, no. Nothing happening for her. She's just like lying to this white guy. And you feel bad for the white guy. And you feel bad for the white friend who's like, you shouldn't do this to the white guy. I kind of like him. And she's like, I have to. Like, this is what I'm doing. You don't understand. I need this. But you feel no sympathy for Marina because she's such a little... Um, you know, bad word about it all. She's very annoying to watch IMHL. And I felt unfor- it felt unfortunate that again, this show sidelines its character of colors to be these people who are first of all, she has this really sad storyline, like you said, where she is in this very unfortunate position, and has to claw her way up through society yet again, after you know, being born of slavery you know or whatever her backstory is of a generation ago the
0: unknown yes that we don't know but now everything's cleared up and great (laughs) and fine
1: and it like sort of ends on this sad note where she has to marry a stranger to like save her and her unborn child and it's like whoa that's depressing and heavy but you also kind of feel like whatever i don't care about her like goodbye forever like you you've given nothing to me all season long
0: also I was looking up online to try to figure out like okay what actually is from the books like what isn't from the books Mm -hmm. kind of thing and I guess that her character in the books doesn't show up till like the fifth book Mm -hmm. but has this crazy backstory and it's just like all these depressing things that have happened to her and and this is like only the beginning of that (laughs) so they were saying in this online article like are we in for you know another like five seasons of just terrible things happening to Marina before or like she gets the happy ending oh, in whatever sad. the fifth or sixth book is. Which I was and like, in oh the book, they're gosh. not.
1: There's not like this element of like black people have risen in society, right? It's very much just a no. straight No, I think it's just yeah, romance. Yeah,
0: because mm-hmm. yeah, yes. it's just
1: like yeah, it's like both of these main black characters happen to be the predatory ones that are just like it's just an unfortunate choice. And obviously, I'm not a person of color. I don't know if I. I have read some things from people of color who have pointed out that they have these are unfortunate and uncomfortable Shonda Rhimes is obviously a black woman the writer I don't know it's just like it's a messy situation and I feel like they could have avoided it by having a different casting choice but ultimately it just made the storyline even more kind of yeah yeah kind of depressing kind of slow and sad and well less fun than the rest
0: and I sort of want to zoom out for a second and look at the show's choices as a whole for like what storylines to pursue because the way that the book series works is like each of the books focuses on a different one of the kids of the bridgerton family there's eight kids they're named in alphabetical order and and sort of focuses on their love story so like the other characters are coming in and out maybe in that book but it's basically focused on the one bridgerton and whatever there's going on in their love life obviously for a tv show that is sort of a weird format because, you know, on a TV show, you want the leads to be the leads. You you don't want to be shoveling, you know, like shifting people every season. So like, OK, now the people that you really love from season one aren't really even in season two. It's this random side character. yeah. But what I don't understand is I think that the model is clearly set up for this in like a game of thrones where in the first <laughs> season you're focusing on the starks like that's who you're focusing on there's like six of them or whatever and you're sort of like following each of them and they have their own storyline and then they split up and they grow up and you know whatever things happen and so you eventually kind of like get to all of them but in this they're focusing mainly on just one of the bridgertons and then This And then you have this whole Featherington plotline, you have this whole Marina plotline that's not even focused on the Bridgertons. (laughs) There's multiple of the Bridgertons who are really getting no plotline at all. (laughs) And the ones that are getting plotline that aren't Daphne are getting these weak, like, half-assed, poorly thought out uh, plotlines. And I just, I don't... I don't understand sort of where they're going with this. I don't understand what they want. Because honestly, I thought some of the more interesting plot lines, like theoretically were the, all of these other plots, but they got so little time. <laughs> it was just it, the whole, ugh, the whole show. Anyways, <laughs> ugh, I hated sur- this so I mean, much.
1: I'm surprised there's such passion behind your disinterest in it. I I just thought it was like like, would I recommend this? Do I think I'll revisit it? Like, no, but... It wasn't, like, painful. It wasn't. I think it was
0: just because I was watching so much of it so quickly <laughs> and it was yeah. so boring that I was like, oh, my gosh, another, like, oh, in the last episode's an hour and a half. Like, okay, ugh. well, let's say,
1: let's say something positive because I think what this show does very well is its attention to detail. The costuming, the sets, everything about this is a very beautiful, sumptuous, like straight from the regency era i thought they did a really good job with the costumes
0: i thought it was fine <laughs> there was not there was okay, not a mo- okay, like, like well, what was well, the well, moment well, yeah. what was the what was the costume where you were like wow okay other than the queen's wigs i thought the queen's yeah, wigs the queen's were great killing it. but other than the queen's wigs i felt like standard jane austen fair this w- there was nothing where i was well, like okay Ugh. but
1: that's what i'm saying is they did a great job of capturing the era like you wanted something right, like right yeah kind of bland but out of well i don't know but i just
0: i i like it (laughs) it was fine <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't exciting to me every time I it did saw not the front look that Bridger, expensive
1: every time I saw the front of the Manor, yes. I was the like,
0: bridgerson's wow, house beautiful. with the lilacs or whatever it is hanging from it yes and that was great gorgeous Good for the
1: courtyard every like scene of a of a sitting room I was like oh man I just love Jane Austen movies that's like what it would remind me of I'm just like oh I want to watch Emma again you know the the yeah. old one the yes. yeah yeah yes
0: every scene in this show I was like wow I want to watch something else <laughs> I also had that same <laughs> uh thought uh you know the really the thing that did for me was the music and that um is maybe it uh okay let's move on to another plot line the older brother in the family
1: anthony Anthony. is
0: yes he's he's his father has died the bridgerton dad is dead so i count yes so anthony sort of has like has the weight of his mother and his siblings on his shoulders. And he's very sort of like straight laced by the books, except for the fact that he's in love with this opera singer. And so there's this plot line throughout the show of him kind of being attracted to this opera singer, but she's like at a lower class level. So it's really not like right for him to marry her. But the whole time, I never really felt very much like chemistry between the two of them. They didn't get that much time together aside from like a couple of sex scenes. And I didn't know whether we were supposed to be rooting for them or not while I was watching it, which I found sort of <laughs> annoying. I was like, "Do are we supposed to like her? Are we supposed to like him? Well, like, did well, you huh? like her?
1: Did you like him? Why do you need to be no. told how to feel?
0: I didn't like her. And I thought and I, we got to the end and she turned out to sort of be like, two timing him so i felt like okay well maybe that's right yeah. but then at the same time the plot line of uh the upper class person in love with the lower class person but like can they make it work against societal norms that's a plot line that you see in a lot of movies and a lot of books they did it in down abbey and you're usually rooting for them because it's like oh right. they love each other even though they're from different classes but yeah. in this it was like are we rooting for these people or <laughs> is she sleazy <laughs> or is he sleazy you know
1: yeah i mean if you're looking for an answer i would say she's not sleazy she's just trying to survive did right. shonda yes. do a great job of driving home that point like maybe she could have no. emphasized it more but i didn't walk away feeling like she was some two-timing slut i think it was just she realized he wasn't going to give she, he wasn't an right. avenue that would protect her and she had to protect 100 mm-hmm.
0: percent no so, i agree
1: Anthony is he someone I want to watch a whole season of no none of these but characters he gets the really. next season I think
0: <laughs> N- there was no character really... development for anybody uh,
1: yeah I would say the one who seemed the most fun but again here was just like the same note over and over is the younger sister who's about to be in society is it Eloise yes,
0: yes. Eloise. Eloise is the best character in the show it must yeah, be said and
1: she's another classic um Austenian sort of Regency era character, which is the woman who doesn't want to partake in society, in what society has given her. She's kind of that Joe March. She wants to be a writer. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Oh, I don't want to get married. Oh, I'm not interested in romance. Like, please don't make me wear this gown. I want to go to the library type, which is a, definitely a trope. And it's really, really not explored here in any meaningful way. She just no. pops up. No to one is like, explored oh, here in dresses. any meaningful yeah. way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> But she also has this friendship with her, um, with the girl across the street, Penelope.
0: (laughs) Who is also cute. Yeah. She's good. She's fun. I like her. They
1: seem to be having the most fun. And I feel like... I mean, you just cared about this way more than I did, but I feel the need to defend it still because ultimately I like had fun with it. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, everything was a little forgettable, but I think the um, future should this show continue, which it undoubtedly will, will at least for at least a season, it will probably try to focus more on, on the Eloise. I don't think Eloise,
0: I think Eloise is book five. So it's like, are we going to have to wait five seasons? Book 1.
1: Oh, she is, but she's yes. D, she's the fourth kid. Well,
0: yeah, they don't go in they don't go in age oh, order. Okay. <laughs> they go in the order that they fall in love, I guess. But I think that the I think that some of the brothers happen and then mm, we get to Eloise later on. Well, I'll say this also about character development.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I don't really think that any aside from Daphne, I guess, and the Duke sort of. I don't think that any of the other characters really had that much character development, and I think also another reason why I disliked this show, which <laughs> okay. maybe you'll laugh at this, is that I was watching it at the same time that I was watching The Flight Attendant, mm. which say, you know, say what you want about whether The Flight Attendant is a good show. But there's a lot of action, a lot of twists and turns yeah. in that. And oh, it is yeah. focusing predominantly on one character who is going through a lot of character development. So it's like yeah. The Flight Attendant at the beginning of the show versus The Flight Attendant at the end of the show. Very different people they're going through a big journey yeah and to and to compare these two be watching them like back and <laughs> forth you know an episode of one an episode of the other it really for me made this feel dull <laughs> and like there wasn't very much plot and there also wasn't very much character development. Yeah. I did think that Eloise was the most interesting character and I liked her friendship with Penelope and that they're sort of like the younger child children who like aren't as popular their parents don't really like them that much but they have this very fun friendship but their whole plotline of the show focuses around them trying to figure out who lady whistledown is because lady whistledown is sort of like the the gossip girl of this
1: uh, mm.
0: world she releases these pamphlets every week that you know gossip about the things going on in society and as a concept that sounds great like oh someone's going to be stirring the pot like this is so interesting in actuality Aside from one instance, I don't think that Lady Whistledown ever said anything that that really did anything to the plot or changed anything in this hmm, series. She was more just like narrating after the fact things that happened. Like they wanted Julie Andrews to sort of speak like vaguely about the process of like finding a husband and going to balls in her very
1: well, uh, unique okay, voice. But, in Gossip but Gossip like Girl. It's not like that's how Gossip Girl works too, is yes. that it narrates what yeah. we see and right. that allows the other characters to know what we saw, you know?
0: But there's but there's so focus, there's so much focus <laughs> on like, what's Lady Whistledown gonna say? Right. What's she gonna do? And it's like, Well, she really didn't do anything. It's just everybody guess, went to a ball yeah. last night and she just wrote what happened at the ball. Yeah. I wanted I wanted more intrigue or plot coming from her or like she knows the secrets right. she knows the tea and really she didn't other than one instance where she knows that marina was pregnant before she got engaged that's mm-hmm. the one thing that like lady whistledown did this entire season yeah so poor eloise whose plot is like i gotta find out who whistledown is it's like but why? Like, <laughs> what's the reason well, behind this? So I'm not other than spoil the queen it, seems I'm vaguely interested. It.
1: It's the one secret. But did you figure out who Lady Whistledown was before it was revealed?
0: No, I did not. I mean, I wasn't. <laughs> oh. Did you?
1: Oh yeah, I knew it like episode two. I was like, it's definitely this person.
0: I I will say this. At a certain point, they do sort of a bait and switch, and they pretend it's this seamstress yeah, yeah. lady. And I was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. There's no way it's a seamstress. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. It has to be one of the main characters. And I think if I had been paying more attention, I like, the clues were sort of there for you. Um, yeah. If you look back at what Lady Whistledown is actually saying. But I was you know
1: not I don't know that engaged your notes of everything you hated yes yeah I mean it was just kind of a it's definitely like like that's the thing I guess I went into it with zero expectations because Shonda Rhimes is really just like I respect her place in television royalty you know like I get it she does a good job of creating these characters in these world and you know she gave us Grey's Anatomy which was arguably a huge you know that's the spawn that's what spawned every show on tv basically now and Scandal itself was an interesting provocative idea that gave the world Carrie Washington and so I think it's like does she do a good job of offering these sort of delectable little bite-sized <laughs> tv shows episodes that you That for most people, you're like, oh, yes, I want to watch the next episode right now. I know you didn't have that feeling, but I think arguably that's why it's remained in the top 10 on Netflix. Like it's a big deal because she is a master of this sort of like televised um, storyboarding. But I feel like it, it kind of... Like, I just, it felt harmless to me in a way, in many ways, except for the few that I mentioned, where it was just, like, it was fun, it was frivolous, it was, like, an enjoyable escape into a more colorful, pretty, pastel-y world of of pretty ball gowns and and uh, candlelit dinners, you know? It was just, like, it was just nice. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I feel
0: like there was so many... Other things that are doing that better and with more <laughs> stuff. Oh, yeah, like yeah. honestly, you might disagree with this, but I felt like Emily in Paris was much more compelling to watch uh, than this.
1: I don't know. I guess like, I haven't thought. Emily, of and, that.
0: Emily in Paris was just like kinda dumb and weird, but like Emily I I don't know.
1: <laughs> but
0: yes emily and perry yes that's true we have to get the name correctly if we're gonna talk about it but i i don't know like i feel like what people liked about this or what people you know have been talking about is sort of how i have felt about shows like downton abbey in the past where it's sort of like this light like fun fair that's not too serious but i feel like even with that there's a lot more going on there's a lot more um like intrigue and mystery with things and and it's taking on more serious issues in a more serious right. way than this is doing. And mm-hmm. I think also because I know that Shonda Rhimes can bring the drama, I was yeah. like, where is the drama in this? And I wonder <laughs> if it's because she was only sort of like a producer, like she wasn't a creator. She wasn't the writer on this. I think she was just like produced by her. if. If this was, you know, it's by this guy, Chris Van Dusen, who I guess has worked on a bunch of her other stuff, has worked on Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and things. So I wonder if maybe like how much involvement she had in this or if it was more just kind of like her oversight. But... Like for someone who has brought us shooter in the hospital and airplane <laughs> crashes and whatever, like I could have used a couple more like zingers going in on in this. Yes, yeah. exactly. Where like you it? can't tell me that she couldn't have brought out like a stagecoach robber or like something.
1: Yeah. No, it's a long lost twin. Much... Like Yeah. There was no <laughs> was mystery in mild. the show. Yeah.
0: Aside from who Lady Whistledown was, and that was <laughs> like not that interesting
1: yeah no i think it i think one of the reasons it is popular is just basic ac- accessibility because even downton abbey was kind of tricky to watch right like you had to wait for it to be out on yes know, us mm-hmm. bbc like whatever i don't even know what the tutors is on i've never seen it the spanish princess like is another one that my mom watches i don't know where that is but this is like Anyone can watch it. Everyone has access to Netflix, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And so it is kind of scratching an itch that maybe other people haven't gone out of their way to um, to find those um, sort of quality content. And so I can see why this was such a huge hit and why it has continued to um, engage and entertain so many people and offer a really interesting discourse, which I think is hard for Netflix to do for the very reasons we talked about earlier this week, where... It all comes out at once. You can move on so quickly from it. But this has remained mm-hmm. like a Twitter a Twitter conversation. People are, you know, discussing the issues of consent and whether that, you know, was rape. It was it, like all that sort of I stuff.
0: I feel like I haven't seen very much about that. Oh, really? I mean, maybe, maybe you follow different people, but yeah. I feel like most of the stuff that I have seen about this is like... Or have heard is sort of like a Oh it's Jane Austen but horny And like oh my my mom likes it Or whatever
1: Yeah no my mom really liked the show She sent me like thirst traps of Duke of Hastings Like on Instagram (laughs) Which was amazing She's like I watched watched, um, Bridgerton for the plot And then it's like the plot and it's just pictures of Duke of Hastings
0: Yeah His butt like out in (laughs) the Wherever on the field Yeah
1: pull out game Hmm. Uh, Um
0: Okay, now later never, I will say never. I think this is a show that you can skip.
1: I think it's a it's a fun show. Like why not? It's just like there on Netflix. What else are you watching, you know?
0: literally anything <laughs> there there are more stuff go watch the flight attendant go watch
1: so charming about the really proper um it's not, it's like a, i can't even nail it just like daphne's accent just like lulls me to sleep it's just like oh yeah also
0: she keeps calling like even after they're married she calls the duke like your grace or whatever and mm-hmm. i'm just like this
1: like okay bring know. it up with jane Austen. like bring it up with maybe this is here maybe... and pride of probably well Prejudice.
0: i okay i i i love Uh, Jane Austen like I think she's great I like Pride and Prejudice I like Emma but this is just I don't know this it felt like there was a there's a maturity to those books like that there's things going on and that it is serious in a way that these are not like it like Jane Austen is so funny and so fun yeah but still like there is something there and yeah. this feels like there was really nothing there and the things that it was maybe trying to do with um you know these various kind of like issues that were brought up slightly for a moment it did it just <laughs> didn't get there for me so yeah, no, i don't know
1: that's fair that's fair should we get to lightning round questions oh yes um i forgot but you start and i'll think
0: some. <laughs> oh i i mean i have a bunch here okay okay um First up, you're, okay, you get called in to direct, a, uh, direct an episode of season two. Okay. Uh, where are, what strange locale are you going to be filming a sex scene in?
1: Oh, interesting. I guess I would do something like like a, like a, like a, like a bathroom scene. Like, you know, like not a bathroom as in the toilet, but like a bath. Like I think. Oh, cloth, oh, like a tub? tub. Yeah. Like something yes. happening mm-hmm. in there could be, could mm-hmm. be cinematic. So mm-hmm. I'd go there. Yes.
0: I feel like we could have we could use some like some like horny horse kind of like barn oh, yes. kind of like, like hey, one of those yes. sequences yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay if you had to okay Julie Andrews is in this mm-hmm. you have to go through history and de- and completely delete one of the Julie Andrews famous properties what? you can either delete and completely you know like yesterday with the Beatles whatever <laughs> get rid of it either The Sound of Music Mary Poppins. Or the Princess Diaries, which one of the three are you getting rid of?
1: Um, I think I would get rid of Mary Poppins.
0: I agree. Yeah, I was never into that. I really have no love for Mary Poppins. I think
1: Rob loves Mary Poppins because he thinks she's super hot in Mary Poppins. I don't know if that's a
0: secret. I, I, I uh, but, I'm going to delete that from this episode. That, no, we, no one needs to hear that. Mary. Bo, I mean, oh she is God. very beautiful. Rob, she's very. Get it very together. I mean, I movie. guess, but she's like the nanny. I that feels well, like a weird like, thing that was he needs. When, he when like did he four, first see that as like, like a whoa, child? She's mm, hot. I, think he, I don't know. Looking
1: back at it, he's like she's very attractive in that because she is. She's Mary. She's beautiful. But anyways, that one could go. Um
0: also, if we don't have Mary Poppins, then we also don't have Mary Poppins Returns, which was not great. <laughs> Remember when that was? Remember Meryl <laughs> Streep with, like, a Russian accent yeah. is, like, hibbity-bibbity or whatever her name my was? with that wig. Is,
1: who would you rather have had as Mrs. Um... – oh, my gosh. Why do I keep – whistle down. Would you rather have had um, Meryl Streep, Catherine Hahn, or that character actress you always, always want and everything?
0: Oh, um Nick Derma. Uh Margot Martindale. Bargandale, yeah. McD- <laughs> uh, you know, Catherine Hahn would be very funny as the <laughs> like sort of as, like a doofy lady whistle down, like yeah. she's like sending out jokes or <laughs> whatever. Like, oh. So maybe her. Um yeah.
1: I don't know. Meryl Streep has done too much, you think. She's had her time. I,
0: I just don't know like I don't know what Meryl Streep would bring to like that yeah, kind of voice yeah. role. That's like, true. I don't know. Like, honestly, I feel like maybe Christine Baranski would be good in that role. Mm-hmm. She's she's a little like savager. Or you know who would be great is Emily Blunt.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, she has some good voice work, so I could I could see I, that a young sexy. This is
0: a this <laughs> is a side tangent, but I watched <laughs> Looper for the first time this week. Oh wow. Which is like the Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. movie, which I did not realize that Emily Blunt was in I and was I sort of like, oh, that. Emily Blunt, like she's good in everything. Like mm. even this, where she just, where she's sort of like not that, she doesn't have that much to do. She's mm-hmm. still way better than most people. I, I, we, I guess we didn't talk about this, but it is also a little strange that there's no one fa- even close to famous in this. Like everybody is someone you've never heard of.
1: Well, who who would be famous? I think she does that with almost everything except... Um, how I guess that's with true
0: murder. but she didn't really pull from her like previous shows at yeah. all or like like yes I think the young people obviously w- you kind of are going to get right. new faces but I'm surprised that like the queen wasn't someone famous mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the or like uh, the duke's like g- aunt or whoever that was um, who
1: do you think they most <laughs> likely pitched this to <laughs> Eight list celebrities that turned it down
0: uh like and they had to be british people i guess because because <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say like tell me that kerry washington wasn't like in the lineup for something here but i guess she's not really british um okay who would they have pitched this to is there
1: i think like hugh Laurie should have been in it
0: yeah matthew good honestly shocked <laughs> that matthew good it wasn't in this he's in everything yeah um hugh, hugh Laurie. you is know a, what Laurie... they should
1: have brought back um downton abbey um the main guy from oh, Downton Abbey who died. Um 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 uh the
0: Eurovision. Yeah, Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens should have Dan made Stevens. An he could Dan Stevens could have been the older brother. Oh, that's yeah. that's true. Yeah. Honestly would have loved loved Lady Mary back.
1: <laughs> She's like Would you rather have a crossover with Downton Abbey or a Jane Austen movie of your choice?
0: But what, what do you mean a crossover or with Downton Abbey? Where their characters
1: come in and they they move the plot along it it enters the world of say Emma or Pride and Prejudice or Downton Abbey's prequel status I'm
0: confused (laughs) at what you're asking do I want Bridgerton characters in Downton Abbey
1: no do you want Downton Abbey characters in Bridgerton
0: or do I want Jane Austen characters in Bridgerton yeah (sighs) here's the thing is that I feel like probably it would make for a better show if it was Downton Abbey characters because they're they've got a little bit more spice to them but (laughs) I'm also more connected to the characters from Downton Abbey like they're sort of like my children and I'm like I do not want want you associating anywhere anywhere near (laughs) Bridgerton like (laughs) over my dead body will you make an appearance (laughs) like yes you can all go on the flight attendant instead like (laughs) set the net honestly season two of the flight attendant could easily be set in london and have just the entire down abbey cast as like flight attendant (laughs) tell me that lady edith would not be a good flight attendant tell me that because she would
1: you care too much about the downton abbey world
0: because it's a great world and it's so much better than bridgerton (laughs) um okay um uh, last last question um what pop song would do you want a strings arrangement for oh. in season two? And I have an answer.
1: You know what? I think this is what you came for by uh, Rihanna slash Calvin Harris slash Taylor Swift.
0: I think that there is only one right answer to this question, Shelby.
1: Oh, I, okay, just I think
0: about <laughs> songs that were very big in 2020, and what song did they need a string arrangement for?
1: what song was big in 2020 i honestly like you can't ask these questions i have no short-term long-term memory left
0: there was a tiktok dance to it
1: (laughs) there's so many tiktok dances um
0: wop shall be wop tell me that there's not going to be a string arrangement to wop
1: Wow! From the Make yeah. it. Drop. you know what yes. that's a good idea that's gonna be that's strings. Really that's idea. gonna be...
0: and it's a very horny song yeah. for when somebody's going down on somebody else like <laughs> it works
1: yeah. like you're
0: welcome that's bridgerton really for giving you the most iconic scene of season two my question Wop. is
1: do they have to get permission to get yes they do definitely songs? or do mm-hmm. they well that's where i'm confused because taylor swift has said that she'd refuse all licensing for her old music because it paid money into anyways this is a rabbit hole we don't have to go down but i'm i was just curious if it counted as a cover so they didn't have to get permission but
0: well i think that you still have to get permission to do a cover if it's like um if it's if you're (laughs) making money off of it you know what i mean right
1: right 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 okay well maybe there's some work around with covers that she was like fine you you may use wildest dream for this uh romantic moment in the rain and (laughs) it will be well because
0: what because with like wildest dream taylor swift now owns the like me the like song like like the recordings are owned by whoever the other person is Mm. but the music itself Mm, is owned by her right so they would be so they would be sort of optioning right. or whatever the music from her rather than
1: well, the actual song answered.
0: <laughs> and also like when did Taylor Swift get the rights back or whatever to her music music? Or, or did she, she always have it. them?
1: What do you mean? Like oh. she's
0: doing the re-recordings of oh, it. She... When did she get the ability to do that?
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Last November.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so they could, so they would have definitely gone to her and yeah, been like, yeah. hey, can we get that? And she would have had it. So yeah, right, I think that's the right, right, situation right.
1: there. Okay. Well, you learn something every day. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <sighs> um, okay. <laughs> well, that's it. Honestly, wasn't prepared to, I, I was not expecting to hate this as much as I, I did, but I truly just like. I'm
1: sorry for that.
0: In every single way. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't your fault. I was excited for it. <laughs> I, I thought this would be a fun treat for myself. Well, I'm sure i and...
1: absolutely loathe whatever we do next week. So what's on the docket even? I don't know.
0: I mean, I don't know. Let me... <laughs> let me pull go on promising Sheets. young Woman
1: and we can cover that because i have a lot of thoughts
0: i mean yes but also like is any because <laughs> if i'm having trouble watching it is anybody having like we'll is anybody having
1: access to it. to it you know when, yes. did anyone watch the mink or whatever it is you covered i don't think so didn't oh you. you know what
0: i have on the schedule shelby you know what i have oh, on the annie, schedule
1: annie hathaway That no
0: that Nope, even worse than that for you.
1: Oh.
0: Riverdale season five comes no, up.
1: that's ridiculous. Yeah, baby. Riverdale that. Season okay. Five. This has gone on long enough. Um, you know, we don't need to go over our notes for next week, but you can find us on social media. We're at PSU wrong on Twitter and Instagram, and you can shoot us an email at wrong at gmail.com.
0: And we'll be back next week to discuss <laughs> who is the black hood. No, we won't. No. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Bye.